Shakespeare once said, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. And for those of us that are looking to achieve greatness, it's important that we love what we do. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's do it. Welcome to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, where the purpose is to help you become the best version of yourself so you can live your dream lifestyle. In today's conversation, we are talking about loving what you do. And before we really talk about loving what you do and everything that comes along with that on the journey to success in terms of growing into your greatness, we have to start with what love is. Because at the root of everything, at the root of all of this, at the root of any piece of success, at the root of purpose, at the root of anything, there has to be love. And I think a lot of people skip defining what love means to them. Now, I personally, I operate under the definition of love that love is a willingness to sacrifice for me. Now, you may have a different definition, but I invite you to take the time to really define what love means to you. But for me, a working definition is love is a willingness to sacrifice. For example, I love my family. And because I truly love my family, I have a higher level of willingness to sacrifice for my family. I love what I do in relation to helping people discover the dreams and goals and help them achieving those things that they want in their lives. Because that is something I love to do. My willingness to sacrifice for that is at at a very high level, higher than normal. And in the same way, I love my fiance. The things that I'm willing to sacrifice for her because of my love for her is at a much higher level than anybody else in my life. And so for me, when you talk about loving what you do, it really does start with a willingness to sacrifice. And in that, a way in which to gauge that is to really think about, you know, where you spend your time as well as even evaluating your decision making in the midst of those things. And so with that, just kind of locking in, okay, our definition of what love is, because love is, is, you know, again, this is not just your willingness to sacrifice on a normal level or willingness to sacrifice in a way that benefits you or is, you know, makes sense to you. Like, you have to be willing to sacrifice in a way that almost just doesn't make sense even to you. You would be willing to sacrifice in a way that would even put you at a disadvantage. One of the things that I think is so awesome, like you think about God and how he gave his only son to die for us. As a believer, the love that I know that God has for me was his willingness to sacrifice his only son that he loved. And yes, God does miracles, signs, and wonders, and that's great. And I'm thankful his favor runs true and he's righteous. However, his love, his unconditional reckless love for us is where I get my confidence that when I call on him, that when I seek him, I will find him. And so It's because of his reckless love. It's because of his unconditional love that I have a framework of what this willingness to sacrifice looks like, because if I'm able to, one, identify what's really important to me in my life, if I'm able to really identify selfishly from a selfish perspective, like where, okay, nothing else in the world matters. These are the things that matter to me. 
These are the things that matter to Travon. If I have a willingness to sacrifice the the top priority things in my life for another person or for a thing, that's how you know that is true love. And because of that, because once you identify what love is and you're able to identify really whatever that person or that thing is that you love, that is almost preparing the ground for greatness to grow. And so with that, the first step when you think about loving what you do is taking the time to define what love means to you. Because if you are not necessarily willing to sacrifice on a level that is unconditional, if you aren't willing to sacrifice on a level that at times doesn't make sense or is, you know, if you aren't willing to sacrifice in a way that only benefits you, you don't love that thing. You you like it a lot, but that's not really love. So when we're talking about loving what you do and, and starting just defining love, it's about a willingness to sacrifice in a way that is completely selfless, sacrificing the things that matter the most to you and doing it in a way that isn't begrudging, doing it in a way that isn't going to lead to you complaining, sacrificing in a way that, again, it just might not make sense. But because you have a true love for that thing, because you have a true love for that person, you're willing to do it anyway. And so that's the place that you need to get to and, and really define for your life when you're thinking about being great, when you're thinking about being successful. It's a matter of, okay, defining love. But now when we take that thinking, when we take that willingness to sacrifice, how does that look in the grand scheme of things when it comes to what we do? So loving what you do. Now, this is where purpose is involved. This is where passion is involved. And I'll tell you a little story. For me, this is when I really discovered that I'm in love with just getting better at stuff. Like, I personally am truly in love with getting better at things that I once wasn't good at. I'll give you, I'll give you two examples. I remember... When I was coming up playing basketball, I used to get made fun of a lot about my inability to dribble the ball, like for whatever reason. And I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was like trying to dribble and I couldn't like for whatever reason, I just got picked on for not being able to dribble the ball. And I just remember how much that used to bother me, like to the point where it was bullying, but like they weren't wrong because I really couldn't dribble the ball. But I just remember feeling so bad every single time I would leave a practice or leave a game and, you know, I got the ball stolen from me or something like that. And as a result, I realized, okay, I have to get better at this, right? So within that, I started working on my game. And I didn't really start working on my game until like maybe maybe my sophomore year of high school or something like that. So I was pretty late in the developmental process with it. But I just remember one summer... I've been working on my handle so much. And again, I was getting made fun of from like almost every teammate I ever had about the fact 
I was I wasn't able to dribble and it was embarrassing. And so I remember that they used to drive me crazy. And I think before I really found a love for getting better at stuff, I really was driven by my rage and my anger <laughs> and my frustration uh, over being made fun of, over not being able to dribble in terms of what pushed me to really work at it. But I just remember, you know, being frustrated with the fact that, okay, I had taken time to work on my dribbling. I remember I would go to practice early for like 30 minutes, do ball handling drills, stay after practice, do some more drills, work with people, you know, ask, find out, you know, I'm searching YouTube for more workouts and everything like that, of things I can do to improve um, handling the ball. And I just remember being frustrated because in that time period, I was still playing games, but none of the skills were like showing through. So like in practice, I was going between my legs, behind my back, crossing over all these different great combinations. But when it came to the game, none of it was coming through. And I remember that used to drive me up a wall. I used to get so frustrated and angry because it's like I'm putting in the time. Why is it not translating? And I remember one game. It was this one game we were playing up in Perth Amboy. Um, so it was a, it was an AAU, AAU game. And I'll never forget this. I was I was dribbling up the court with my right hand. I'm a righty, so I was a right hand dominant player. Um, for those of you that may be unfamiliar with basketball, but just you know, righties and lefties, I dribbled the ball with my right a lot. At the time, you could have cut off my left hand, and my basketball game would not have changed at all. But I I, I remember this play like it was yesterday. I was dribbling up the court with my right hand. I had gotten somewhat better to the point where I could at least dribble the length of the court. Like that was the, probably the one bit of progress I was seeing, but I wasn't doing any moves. But I remember this one particular game. If you're looking for accountability, you need to check out the Dream Society. For $20 a month, you can join a community that will give you the support that you need and the accountability that you need to hit your goals every single day week and for $20 a month it is the best investment that you will ever make in yourself so I want you to go to dreamsociety.info right now to join and let's get back to the episode I was dribbling up the court with my right hand and a defender tried to cut me off and I don't even know what happened I just crossed over I crossed over to my left and I took maybe like one or two dribbles with my left hand and then I crossed back over to my right and I think I got a layup or something like that but I just I just remember that moment just like like it was just a complete mind blowing moment because it was like, whoa, what I just worked on just happened. Oh, my gosh. And and like all of my months of frustration just went out of the window because I had that one moment of satisfaction that like what I've been working on actually worked like. I, and again, it wasn't like the guy fell. It wasn't even like. I could have said this was a, a Sports Center top 10 moment. It it wouldn't have even been a Sports Center top 100 moment. Like it was the most basic basketball play of all time. But again, I'm saying that in hindsight, but in the moment of when it happened, I you could not tell me anything because the very thing that I had worked on, the thing that I had been obsessing over had finally worked. It finally worked. And I remember we ended up winning that game um, and it was great. But I remember, you know, my coach throughout this entire process, he had been watching me, you know, really work on it because he knew that it bothered me. But I remember he really like just acknowledged me like, hey, you had that crossover. Now you got to keep working. And it was from that moment 
that I truly fell in love with just getting better and seeing the results. And from there, the rest was history. I mean, I was in the gym an hour before, two hours after, putting in work more than anybody else, just because that feeling of I'm working on something and then when it's really tested in real time, for me at that point in my life, it was in games, I could see the result. And so as games kept going on, you know, my handles got better. I started handling the ball more, started handling the ball way more efficiently to the point where what used to be a weakness, something that I used to get made fun of for, was now one of my biggest strengths. But that was just because I fell in love with the process of getting better at something. And so I tell that story, that one story, because loving what you do really does come from a place of experience. And so even when you think about, you know, how I talked earlier about, you know, love is a willingness to sacrifice. I sacrificed my time and my energy and my effort to get better at the skill of handling the basketball because it was just something I wanted to get better at. Like I sacrificed that. That was, I was willing to go to practice early and stay way late. I was willing to sacrifice time on my video games. I was willing to sacrifice time, you know, hanging with friends to get better at a skill because it was something that really mattered to me because playing basketball was something that truly mattered to me. And so that's one experience where for me, I was on the, the, that put me on the road to understanding, hmm, if I sacrifice and really put in time to improve in a skill or gain knowledge of a thing, if I'm willing to put time or energy into getting better at something, I can get better at it. And so from there, I discovered my love for just getting better at stuff. And again, it was like euphoric just being able to say I crossed over in a basketball game. And again, it it grew from there. My standards rose from there and everything like that. But I just remember that moment because that moment really set me on the path, even for what I'm doing now in business and even with this podcast. Like I remember you, another story in terms of just where, what I fell in love with. Uh, and this is more so when I fell in love with what I do as a results coach within Craft Your Dream. I remember just the first time I had a conversation was it was a friend of mine um and we were we were always talking about you know just goals and things like that but I remember I had a conversation with this individual and it was one of those like really vulnerable heart to heart where you know really sharing um their heart about how they felt about just something that they were going for something that they were pursuing and I just remember just kind of taking control of the conversation in a healthy way of, you know, encouraging them, you know, letting them know what to do. Uh, and, and, you know, I was, I was, I coached them. I coached them on, Hey, this is what you should do. Don't worry. It'll be okay. You know, basically instilling a level of belief in them that they didn't have in themselves. And so time passes, they end up, you know, walking out the action steps that I gave them and they got the results that they were looking for as a result of, you know, advice that I had given. And I just remember just feeling again, that, that, that feeling of euphoria, because I remember after that conversation, I almost had like this level of imposter syndrome of like, oh my gosh, like I just kind of told them to make a major move. Like, I hope they really do it. Like, I hope it works, you know? And it's like, I was like doubting myself when I knew in my heart of hearts, 
you know, if I had, if I was in the same position as them, I would have done the exact same thing. But when they came back to me with just the level of happiness they did and just gratefulness and excitement about a new level that they had reached, just a new accomplishment in their life. And I knew that I was a part of that. Like it wasn't because of me, but I was a part of that process for them. That's where I really discovered my love for helping people with their goals and their dreams and holding them accountable and everything. And and it's it's a moment that I'll always hold and cherish forever, but it also, again, lets me know that I'm on the right path. And my willingness and in, in sacrifice in really just, again, sacrificing my time and just doing what I do, even in a business sense, this is where the, where the willingness and sacrifice comes from, because I really love what I do, my willingness to sacrifice on, you know, job security, my willingness to sacrifice on financial security and everything like that, it's because I love what I do and I believe that I'm good at it. And even if I'm not good at it, because I love it, because I'm willing to sacrifice for my ability in helping people, then at that point, I'm willing to take whatever chance is necessary because of my willingness to sacrifice for it. I will double down, triple down, quadruple down on that every single time. But it's it came from really actually doing something. And so with that, one of the things that I want you to think about when you're trying to consider, well, do I love what I do? Is one, you actually got to start doing something. You actually have to start doing something and trying stuff out. Because in both of the stories I just told you about from my experience, I was doing stuff. Like I had an idea. Like I basically leaned into the things that I liked. I leaned into the things that I was passionate about. And for a lot of t- for a lot of us, you know, we kind of leave our passions at likes when we really need to develop them into loves. And and especially, you know, for me, it was making a decision in my basketball career when I was in like the tenth grade. I want to be great at this. Like it was, I, I really enjoy this game, but now I'm really going to like, I love this. Like I'm going to really put my all into this and I'm going to achieve greatness within this space. And for me at the time was basketball. Now it's in business where I'm determined, very determined and obsessed with the idea of being great as an entrepreneur. And I'm willing to sacrifice because I love what I do. Like, I love this, like being able to have this conversation with you about, you know, love, finding what you love to do and everything like that. Like, I love doing this. And so as a result of it, whether I'm good at it or not, because that's not even that's only that's the second half of it, whether or not I'm good at it or even whatever it is that you're looking to figure out if you love it or not, whether you don't need to judge what you if you love what you do based on if you're good at it or not. It's just about if you have a heart for it. Is your heart in it? Because I can tell you, if your heart's in it, you having your heart in it will give you everything that you need to get better at it. Because if your heart's in it, you will be willing to sacrifice in order to get better at it. If your heart's in it, you'll be willing to go the distance to improve at that thing or for that person. If your heart is in it, You'll be willing to do whatever. You will put it all on the line because your heart is in it. And that's where you have to get very clear with your action steps that way you're making sure you're doing the right things 
and you actually are improving in the right area. So you actually aren't just keep, you know, you aren't just banging your head against the wall when it comes to, you know, the things that you want to improve in or the thing that you love, because that can also be a very frustrating place. But when you love what you do, you're giving yourself the fuel to go do what's necessary to walk out the process in order to become greater. So within this conversation, as we're talking about loving what you do and achieving greatness, a part of it is process, right? We talk about that all the time, how you have to understand process and really like you always hear fall in love with the process. Everyone talks about falling in love with the process. But if you don't know what love is, if you haven't defined what love is to you, well, there's no way you're going to be able to fall in love with the process because you don't even know what love is to you. So it starts with defining what love is, but then it's also figuring out, well, what is it that I like? And then am I willing to sacrifice at, a, at an extreme level, at a level that is unconditional, at a level that may seem reckless? Am I willing to sacrifice at a level that doesn't make sense for something I like? And as you test that out, because it is a testing period, as you test it out and you even, I would say, till you see results, as you see reciprocation, if you're talking about a person, right, trying to figure out if, you, if it's something, some, uh, some body that you love, if you see that reciprocation from a person or you see results, if it's a thing or an activity, that's where you're able to grow that love. Because again, when you find out, you, you use a farm analogy for you, a farming analogy, if you determine what you love, if you determine what love is, you've defined it, you know, okay, love for me is a willingness to sacrifice. And what you like, the things that you like are seeds. And once you define what love means to you, you're basically preparing the soil. And at that point, you just throw the seeds out onto the prepared soil and you just see what grows. You see what grows. And in that, you're, you're, the testing period, you're trying different things. And then once you're kind of going through that self-reflection process of seeing, you know, I think I'm actually willing to sacrifice for this more than that. I think I'm willing to sacrifice more for this person rather than that person, right? And from there, you're able to really double down on the things that you're seeing results in or the things that you're seeing reciprocation in as a result of just, again, defining what love is and then going through that testing period of finding the, of using the things that you like and the things that you're passionate about. Because I can tell you, and we talk about this all the time as well, when it comes to the process to being great, there's going to be hardship. And so if you don't love what you do, you are going to be beyond frustrated because you're not going to be willing to, to do anything. You're, like when you experience hardship, if you don't love what you do, you're not going to be willing to go the extra mile to overcome any type of obstacle or challenge because you don't love it. Like, why would you sacrifice for something you don't love? And so that's the mistake a lot of entrepreneurs make, a lot of creators make, and even professionals make, where they have the ability to go to these high levels and the ability to achieve all these great things. But if they don't love it, at the first sign of struggle, at the first sign of, of problems, you're not willing to do anything. And so you're just stuck and you're confused and frustrated. But when you love what you do, it doesn't matter what talents you were born with. It doesn't matter what connections you have. It doesn't matter who you know, anything like that. If you love what you do, it's just a willingness to say, all right, gloves off. I'm willing to do whatever because I love this thing. 
And so with that, I hope that you take that with you. I hope you apply it to your life. Really think about what do I love? What is it that I love to do? And once you go through that process, I want you to write it down. Write down what love means to you. Write down what do you like to do? What do you like to do right now? And then C, testing, what do I love to do as a result of defining what love is, defining the things that I like, and then basically merging the two. And from there, you're going to find greatness in whatever it is. So I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope that you got value out of this. Also, also reminder, 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 this is important. Listen, updates on the Dreamer Symposium. If you are looking for a goal setting event that will elevate you to the next level, then the link below me is a free link where you can get live updates on the Dreamer Symposium. Now, by the time this comes out, you'll know that the Dreamer Symposium is going to be in D.C. this year. Listen, we're going to a higher level. So if you want to go to a higher level with your goal setting, with your goal planning and your goal execution, you're going to want to be there. So sign up right now. The link's below. Also, grab a free dream workbook if you haven't already. It's another free resource that's really helpful to you. But listen, I appreciate you. Remember, find what you love. Define love. Love what you do. And I'll see you guys later for our next conversation. Matter of fact, if you haven't, go check out a past conversation.